everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. Look, it's a special episode. Um, how do I say this? How do I inform you guys of how special this episode is without coming off a little bit like a narcissist? You're already laughing. You're thinking, Dave, you're, you're now worried about coming off like a narcissist? Hey, guess what? It's my birthday today. Isn't that the... Birthdays are the weirdest thing because it's like you want everyone to know it's your birthday, but whenever you tell somebody it's your birthday, it's like an easy... uh, They're like, oh, God, happy birthday. That's great. And it's like you kind of had to like force them to be in a good mood. You know what I mean? So I'm forcing you guys to be in a good mood. It is my birthday. I know what you're thinking, Dave. Oh, man, you've been 25 for a long time. I know, right? 32. Born in 1985. We're doing it. I'm doing that birthday thing where I just check my Facebook all day long to see people I forgot I knew. And you know what they do? You know what you know what ma- you know what pisses me off more than anything is people that leave a half-assed birthday message on my Facebook. Someone someone wrote this. H B D Dave. Fuck you. Type out happy birthday at the bare minimum. I was like, Mom, what are you doing? No, it wasn't my mom. It was some random chick. So uh, I check my... That's what we do. We check our Facebook. But you know what? It's good. It's a good thing. It's good that we check. It's good to feel special once in a while, you know? Like a birthday is like um, the... the, uh, Birthdays make me feel just 10 times the feeling like when I get a good rating on the podcast. If someone leaves a good rating, that's like, oh, shit. Like that's a good validation. But if... uh, you know, if someone, uh, you know, on your birthday, you get 200 of those and you go, oh, shit, that's great. But um, I uh, I completely judge people that leave me a Facebook message that should be giving me a phone call. Do you know what I mean? Like, I get I get that Facebook, you leave a message to, like, the fringe friends. But it's like, bro, if uh, I know I'll settle for this, I'll settle for a text message because I know I'm going to see a lot of people tonight at the uh, bowling alley. Because I decided to go straight back to being 10 years old. I am, um, I'll tell you, let me tell you what I'm doing right now. Um, and for those of you that might have stumbled on this podcast and you're new, uh, hey, what's up? How are you? Should I, read a, should I read a good review that I found? Let's do that. I found a great review and um, it pretty much sums up what this podcast is about because it's not just about sex. It's about sex in the sense that sex is a gender uh, or, or the, it's not, sex isn't a gender. Sex isn't, is about fucking, but it's about relationships. It's about, uh, sexual identity, who we are, um, what we're all about. And this podcast has gone from maybe more of a hookup podcast to more about me just taking you along my journey, uh, with all that. Anyway, I'm looking for this fucking review. Boy, I am the worst. I don't, I can't tell it. Do you guys understand the pressure that, that you feel when you're looking for something and you have a live podcast going on and you can't find it. So I'm scrolling and my Facebook is littered with people I don't know saying HBD. So I can't even find this review somebody left. Here we go. Oh, look at that. I just got another one. I'm up to 191. Boy, I sound like a, such a fucking insecure bitch right now. I have 191 people that said happy birthday. Where is it? Where is the thing? I posted it. Golly, this fucking sucks when I can't find it. Anyway, someone said, uh, someone just wrote in a really nice comment in the, um, in the review. And I think they actually wrote it in the fall, but for some reason I just didn't find it till recently. Here it is. Let me read it. Um, v, uh, v, Yano. Maybe I read this before. Who knows? 
So this this is his review on the iTunes uh, thing about the podcast. So if you're a first-time listener, this is what we got. So this was not what I was expecting when I fired up an episode of a podcast called Sex Actually in the comedy category. I came expecting a bunch of raunchy stand-up sex humor, which is fine, but is really available in pretty much every podcast that considers itself funny. Sex Actually is, well, actually quite different. Yes, it's funny, sometimes in a very straightforward way, but also in a way that can make you uncomfortable because you know you're laughing at something real. My fucking life. <laughs> You're laughing at my life? What the fuck? It's almost a disservice to what Dave Neal has going here to have the title and subtitle of the show that he does because there's so much more to it. It's very much about this, the way we relate to each other. Sex and dating, sure, but also a much more nuanced exploration into what makes us tick, including mental illness, addiction, sexuality, gender, and race relations. Comedians are often dealing with a lot of stuff, and historically it's been it's kind of been bottled up and then only opened on stage. But in a podcasting format like this that looks into the mind – uh, boy, I fucked it up. But in a podcasting format like this that look into their minds works to make you laugh and think. I kind of stumbled at the ending there. But, dude, you're absolutely right. Nail on the head. It's not just about raunchy sex stories. That's a highlight. You know, once in a while we, we get to those. But it's about just uh, checking in on all of you, checking in on myself, and uh, making sure we're not doing anything crazy, making sure we're not losing our fucking minds. I got to give you guys a visual of where I am right now. I am outside of the uh, coin laundry place across the street from my building. Yeah, it's my birthday. And you're going, Dave, what are you doing? You're doing laundry? Oh, you know, I'm just doing the 30-pound machine. Three of them. Any math wizards out there? I'm doing 90 pounds of laundry. That's like 70% of my body weight right now is being cleaned, and I can see it. Is there any? Is there anything? Is there a better feeling out there than watching the suds hit your laundry, knowing that work's being done? I mean, how spoiled are we as a generation? They, that shit, you used to have to go down to the river, right? You have to go down to the river and clean your clothes, and then you, all you had on was your Egyptian linens or whatever they had. And here we are. I'm just watching the suds go, but. You know, they'll dupe you. They will dupe you at the coin laundry place. So I go to the 60-pound machine because I got shit to wash, right? We got, uh, we're, you know, this ain't one of those quick little washes. We're doing bed sheets, towels, the dog peed on the bath mat. So we got a whole, like, we got one level of wash that's, like, the dirty fucking shit that you don't want to mix with, like, your T-shirts. And um, I had all this industrial stuff to wash. So I go to the 60-pound laundry and it was $6.25. Hey, guys. Welcome to Los Angeles. I don't know what you Midwestern fucks are paying for your laundry. I know what you're thinking. Uh, we have it in our place. Um, I have laundry in my building, but it ain't, but it sucks. It's one of those top loader bullshits. Now, I need that front loader. I need the little window. I need to know that it's working its ass off. Anyway, the 60-pound load was $6.25. I, I load all my stuff into the 60-pound load. And then I look next door, and then the 30-pound washer is only $2.25. How the fuck are you going to charge me that much more to use the 60-pound? So you know what I did? I took my shit out of the 60-pound wash, and I divided it into two 30-pound washers, effectively saving myself two, almost $2, $1.75, cause I went from 625 to 225, right? 225 times two is 450. 625 minus 450 is a dollar 70 fucking five cents. Who said your boy never did well in math class, but here I am 
now that now that I know I got scammed, I have to d- divvy it up, and I didn't bring enough soap for that many washes. I don't. Well, the point is, is that I'm a fucking lost man in my 30s, uh, next to a 7-Eleven adjacent coin laundry place, and here I'm looking at the sign. It says Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. to close. They have dollar fifty special. What the fuck is that shit? I, you a dollar fifty special, and I just almost paid six twenty five to do one load. Anyway, um, this is the first load that I've ever done where I brought a fanny pack with me. I bought this fanny pack yesterday. I'm gonna take a photo with it. It's um, don't don't be alarmed when I describe it to you because it's gonna sound really dumb. But it's kind of got like a denim quality. It's like a denim colored fanny pack. It's got three pockets in the front and then a secret one on the inside. And it's got a good, solid, like, one, one and a half inch thick elastic waistband. This thing you can fucking run on. This would be a good, like, marathon pack if you needed to, like, store some bananas or some shit. Anyway, I got this fanny pack, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take my fanny pack to the laundromat. I'm going to do laundry by myself. Maybe I'll podcast while I wait for the laundry to get out of the wash and into the dryer. Maybe not. So I'm in Tasha's Prius. I took her car. It's very nice, a new car. And I'm sitting here, and um, I got. I'm trying to. I'm trying to utilize the uh, fanny pack. I, I got the fanny pack. Thirteen dollars on Amazon. Great deal. They had some ripoff ones, but this one's like you could tell this one's gonna work. I got the fanny pack. I'm trying to utilize it, right? So I'm front loading the fanny pack. I got it easy access. I got a shit ton of singles. I got like literally a stack of singles. I'm feeding the coin machine. Does anyone relate to this? Does anyone? So I'm feeding the coin machine, right? It's spitting out quarters. I feel like I'm winning, even though I'm not. And I have all the quarters in the front pocket. So then what happens? Do I zip up the pocket? No, I leave it open like a little, you know, like a, like I'm a, you know, a little coin guy selling like fruit where I'm, you know, dispensing money. Is that racist? What am I talking about? I am the fruit guy. Uh, clearly with a fanny pack on, I am the fruit guy. Um, fanny packs aren't gay, bro. Uh, and if they are, who cares? Um, and I mentioned this before. We used to call them fag bags. Um, that was like a, that was like a Boston thing. I think everything was like, ah, you're a fucking fag. So like, hey, look, I didn't invent the term fag bag, but that's what they were. We call them fanny packs. What, what's the other term? What else do you call? Does, do, do my international listeners know what I'm talking about? I heard that in England and in um, Australia, fanny means vagina, but uh, I'm pretty sure in the good old US of A, fanny means butt, like you fall on your fanny, right? So fanny pack, it kind of sits on top of your ass. And then when you need business, when you got shit to do, you swing it around to the front. So that's what I did. I swung it around to the front. I had about $14 worth of quarters, which is, um, I'm counting, uh, is that 56 coins? Right? 10 times 4 is 40. Um, oh, boy. I'm, uh, 4 times 4 is 16, 40, 50, 60, 56 coins uh, in my pocket. I bend over. I bend over to take all the shit out of the 60-pound loader to disperse it into two 30-pound loaders because I realized I was getting ripped off. And what happens? I bend over. And by the way, I'm taking out all of Tasha's thongs and shit. None of this, half of this shit isn't even mine, but I'm just doing it on my birthday because I'm a noble motherfucker. And I bend over. I got thongs falling out. Nothing's staying in the actual, because that's the one problem with front loaders is that you got to load them and like cram that you don't want to squeeze it too tight because you want room for the suds to do their work but i'm loading it i bend over all of my coins 56 coins all full out of my fucking 
fanny pack. So day one of using this fanny pack, I'm on my hands and my knees just picking up quarters like a poor little boy trying to feed his family. So that's where I am at the age of 32. How are you guys? Is that, do you guys have your shit together? I know, I know, I know my uh, couple in Irvine are, are listening. They're probably laughing, thinking, oh, geez, we just got a new double-stack LG dish, uh, you know, wa- the washing machine. It's a high-efficiency. Uh, it uh, sends a text message to us when the clothes are fluffy. Well, you know what? Your boy is making sacrifices in life. I live in a dodgy part of town, and I got to walk across the street. You know, by, by the way, you know why I go to this, wa- this uh, laundry service? Because, and I, I shit you not, this is fucking Los Angeles for you. Um, a bunch of kittens were living in my laundry room in my apartment, apparently. Apparently, you know, we have a huge stray cat population. If they go outside, the coyotes are going to eat them because there's a huge boom in coyotes across the country. I don't know if you're aware of that. They, they have um, koi wolves. So they're coyotes and wolves had sex, apparently, and they're making some mega-sized coyotes. So they're just wiping out the cat population, which, by the way, is genius because that's just the circle of life. Anyway, so some kit, some cats, literally, I mean, I'm talking like street cats, like one eyeball, a scar across their face, just patches of fur missing. They've been loitering in our alley, right? And then lo and behold, they snuck in, they burrowed, they cat, you know, they snuck into the laundry room, which makes sense because the laundry room obviously has like an exhaust pipe going outside. So they have kittens. There's like eight kittens apparently living in our laundry room, and apparently, I, I, I was told this because I wasn't going near this shit, that um, there was a flea infestation. So I'm not washing my clothes where there's fleas being bred. Until, I don't need, you know, eight wet kittens. I just assume they're wet. Just eight wet kittens on my sheets. I've already got my dog pissing on the bath mat, which for some reason, the more a dog pees... The, the harder it is to stop him from peeing because he's marked it. So now he's trying to mark you know, every aspect of the house. And um, I'm bending over to pick up this shit. My hands smell like piss. Coins are everywhere. Now I got piss coins back in my fanny pack. This isn't how birthdays are supposed to go. Am I upset about it? No, I'm just fucking around. I'm just fucking around. So we're about to go change. Actually, shit. I'm looking at my laundry right now. The laundry's done. I'm going to pause I'm going to pause on this. I'm going to go put my laundry in the dryer, and then I'll be right back. All right, we're back. I did it. I uh, laundry's in the dryer. You know what? I'm going to take about 15 more minutes to talk to you guys, and then I'm going to get out of here. Do you guys mind? Do you mind if I get out of here on my birthday and take the rest of the day for myself? Is that okay with you? Uh, look, yeah, no, I know what you're. I know what everyone's thinking. Oh, Dave, uh, you know we've listened to you for f- four years now, uh, 215 hours. Uh, what can we get you for your birthday? I tell you what, all you got to do is rate and review on this podcast. This is a zero advertisements podcast. You're getting pure content twice a week. All I need you to do is write a review and share it with your friends. Type in Sex Actually on your podcast app. Click the icon, click reviews, click write a review, and then just write us a nice review. I'll read it on the air or I won't. If it sucks, I won't read it. So Someone wrote a review and they just wrote good. And I was okay with that. They wrote a five-star review that just said good. That's fine. It's all about the algorithm. It's about getting new traffic, getting featured content. It's all about the good shit. You know, sharing it with your friends. Tag me. Tag the Sex Actually podcast in it. Just show us some love. 
So um, I might as well do something sex-related on this episode. Let's read a question, all right? I know Tasha hates it when I do these questions. I like reading the questions when it's just me. You know, like maybe uh, maybe maybe it doesn't work well uh, when we're in a group setting, but when I'm doing my solo episodes, we get a question. All right, so this is a fantasy. How? Why, why is this considered fantasy? How do I approach my ex about having intercourse after dinner? I recently got back in touch with an old ex of mine. We dated at 19, broke up. They were we were on and off and kept in touch over the last few years. We are 24 now. He is a gorgeous, I'm guessing she's a girl. He is a gorgeous, six foot five, slim, deep voiced, sweet guy. The feelings are gone. We're just cordial. Now, we hung out in my car last weekend, just catching up. Oh, to be 24 years old. <laughs> yeah, we hung out on a nice romantic getaway um, in the front seat of my Dodge Charger. Uh, I added that part. It probably wasn't that nice of a car. Um, also, the relationship was immature, but the sex was amazing. He doesn't know this, but he's the first and only guy to give me an orgasm and make me squirt. Hey, good for you, dude. Fuck yeah. Get this guy a trophy. Or a uh, ShamWow. Get this guy a ShamWow. Oh, boy. I always had a sex fantasy where I go out to dinner with a guy, then drive back to a hotel, catching him off guard. Boy, this is a lame fantasy. No offense. We've only discussed what we have been up to and growing as people. He's single. I'm single. I just want it to be once, and honestly, I wouldn't care if we never talk again. He's the best sex I ever had, and I want it one more time. How do I go about doing this? Also, we haven't made plans to hang out again. I'm too afraid to bring it up. Should I ask or find someone else? Anyone else think these people are in love? I always go right to the, oh, you're in love, you're hiding it type of thing. Maybe they're not. Maybe she just wants sex. I don't know. To me, does that exist? Do girls ever just want sex? I'm sure a lot of girls are listening and go... Yeah, we do. Well, look, here's how you communicate it to the guy. You got to catch him. You got to catch him in the right moment or send him a text message and uh, just say, hey, I'd love to catch up and have one last hurrah. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I ruining this for, for people? Am I ruining your experience? Is one last hurrah not the thing to say? Just say, uh, just you know, it's amazing what, what honesty will do, right? Just, just fucking tell him. What do you have to lose? You've already fucked him. You've already been fucking each other. Hey, I don't, here's, the only, here's the only way it's a problem. The only way this doesn't work is if you think he still likes you. Who broke up the relationship? If you broke up the relationship, this probably can't happen. I remember a chick that I was dating, and um, I feel like she, you know, mildly crushed my soul. I think that's how most relationships end for me. Mild soul crush. She just decimated me. I wasn't ready for it to end. I put all my value in the relationship, none in myself. And uh, it was bad. And then, um, but here's what happened. And then, like, uh, like, I realized it was dead. I had that Zach Brown moment where I saw goodbye in her eyes. You know the song? I saw goodbye in her eyes. And I was like, oh, shit, this is over. My charm ain't going to get me this one anymore. So um, it was over, right? And then about six weeks after the relationship ended, I got a text from her that she wanted to, like, meet up because, like, she just wanted it to end on better terms, which is great. I think, you know, like, everyone, obviously, no one wants to harbor, like, resentment. So I get that someone wants it to end on better terms. But, like, also, if a chick, like, never gave you the time of day and, like, never, like, really absorbed the love you were giving, it's like, fuck you and your terms. You know what I mean? Those terms are gone. But anyway, 
what did I do? I was like, all right, yeah, let's fucking hang. Because I was at a place in my relationship where I was, or I was, I was at a place where I was single now for five, six weeks. And I was like, all right, I think I'm finally over this girl. No big deal. She wants to hang. Fine. So we started hanging and, you know, she started spilling her gut how, you know, it didn't end the way she wanted it to, all these things. And I'm thinking, woman, like, at what part in our, in, in our breakup did I, like, not want to be with you? I was wanting to be with her the whole time. And, you know, sometimes it takes hearing no from the girl to, like, really realize it's not meant to be. But anyway, so we're having, like, our first, like, real level-headed breakup, even though it's, like, six weeks later. And we're having our first, like, level-headed conversation. And, of course, we're drinking wine. And next thing you know, she's like, uh, you know, I don't know. We're touching each other. Very strange. It was probably in my best interest to not have let that happen. My roommate was pissed at me. He's like, dude, this chick broke your heart. What the fuck are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Just like this chick in this Reddit question, I was like, one more time. I thought if we had like one more time, it would. that's all I wanted. I was like playing it cool. Like, no, I don't, I don't need to be with this girl. I'm not trying to date her. It's just purely sex, blah, blah, blah. So then, um, then we do the deed. And, um, it was, it was like C minus sex, right? There was no, there was just no love to it. It was very just like vacuous sort of like, it just wasn't what it, what it was before things had changed, but I was still like, all right, well maybe we'll start hooking up again. Like who knows, who knows? And then after the sex, she's like, Hey, um, I'm going to go get, get a cab. And I was like, so insulted. I wasn't exactly mad at her, but I was sad. I was like, oh, this, like, you're dating another guy. You just wanted to, like, end our relationship so you can, like, move on with your life. And it didn't really um, hit me till that moment. And I was like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Even though we scored, it was still, like, one of those last hurrah moments. And then, even though I had already known it was over, now I was like, it's not only over... Now I feel like I was the piece of meat, which is weird for a guy to say that he feels like he was the piece of meat. Cause I feel like girls, um, that's something where like men don't normally get the chance to play the victim. You know, it's always like the woman wasn't treated well, blah. And I get it because I get it just naturally men are the aggressive, uh, the aggressors. Like men are the ones that are committing, you know, 95, 99% of domestic violence. We're pieces of shit, you know, our testosterone and, and our hormones and uh, you know not making excuses for people's horrible behavior but like we're pieces of shit so it's not too often where the guy where people like feel sympathetic for the guy but in that moment i was like oh shit like this chick just needed to like finish whatever emotions she had with me beat it out have sex and get out and i don't think that she meant to have sex with me that night but it was it was bad Oh, boy. And then, did I build resentment after that? Maybe not so much. Maybe I just kind of knew it was over. I was kind of like, all right. Like, I felt bad and all that. But I was like, you know what? It's over. So, so anyway, tying, tie it back into this chick. Um, she uh, clearly either likes the guy still or has some sort of fantasy with him. So, I feel like explore it, but you'll probably realize it's not as good as the fantasy. It's never as good. The set like sex is sex is great, right? But it's never as good as the idea of it. Is anyone else on board with me with that? Let me know. Or, or, or like, cause for me, like when I was a virgin, just the idea of sex, 
the idea of scoring a chick. And then when you're actually doing it, there's like too many thoughts going on. Like, am I making a weird face? Am I doing it right? Am I going to come too fast? Like way, there's just like way too much behind at the actual sex that I feel like it's never. And then you finish and that drugs over and you're like, okay, I finished. I'm back to feeling like I was before. So as soon as you finish your sex with this ex-boyfriend of yours, are you just going to feel like that vacuous like feeling where like, all right, sex is over, you know, and it, is it really like the last hurrah? You only want it one more time. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Any, 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 uh, let's see any other sex questions we can get. Pathways to orgasm. Is the clitoris hardwired to orgasm? Is that a good question? Does anyone give a shit about this? I don't know. What are we talking about here? Long-term effects of throat fucking? Jeez. <laughs> After five years together, two children, some challenging life events, and poor communication, my fiancé and I have found ourselves feeling stuck in our relationship. Fiancé? Two children? And here I am getting shit for not getting married yet. And you got two kids after five years. We were struggling to connect and our sex became routine and lacked passion. When we finally came to a crossroads, it became clear that neither of us were having our needs met in the relationship. A big part of that was sex. After several deep and vulnerable discussions, it became clear that we had compatible sexual desires that we needed to explore. I expressed my sexual inclination for submission early in our relationship, but he brushed it off. Turns out that he was battling his own shame about having a desire to be dominant. Oh, this is a chick. I thought this was a dude writing it. Needless to say, this huge breakthrough uh, lit a fire inside both of us. We've had the best sex of our lives these past couple of days. I'm noticing now that we may have gotten a little carried away. I can't remember the last time I gave him a blowjob before this uh, two nights ago. After the breakthrough, we went straight to deep throating and moved on to throat fucking shortly after. What's the difference between deep throating and throat fucking? Anybody? Is throat fucking just the, um, just the multiple deep throating? I say that, uh, but it was all very slow and controlled. Oh, she's answering for me. He was incredibly attentive to my needs and felt really safe. The aftercare connected us like the aftercare connected us like we've never been before. Everything about it was enjoyable for both of us. The gagging, spit, tears, and feeling of being inside my throat drove him crazy. Jeez, him being inside your throat. This feels like a, a you know, a um, magic school bus episode where like the guy shrinks down and he's inside her throat. He's like inside that like big bally thing, hanging out in her saliva, gagging, spit, tears, and feeling of being inside my throat drove him crazy. Giving myself over to him completely, feeling free to experience it naturally without self-consciousness and feeling used was quote-unquote next level erotic for me but now i'm thinking logistics i'm sore today yeah no shit you need some day quill you need a throat lozenge now granted i gave him four blowjobs in two days holy shit we got to screen grab this and shoot this one over the old lady <laughs> time for my birthday blowy my birthday blowy um i'm sure okay now i gave him three four blowjobs in two days which i'm sure contributes but it's clear we moved faster than we should yeah, you got to use your hands when you give a blowjob. You can't go four throat fucking sessions. You're going to have an Adam's apple that cum stuck inside of you. There's a visual. I'm not concerned or in... Subst Sorry, guys. If it sounds like I can't read, it's because their grammar's horrible. I'm not concerned or in substantial pain, just sore. 
We are, we, we are going to give my body the rest it needs now. But going forward, what should we be doing rather than jumping right into things? How sustainable is this kind of play? I feel like I have acid reflux today. Is that normal? I took an antacid, and it's significantly better now. <laughs> I love that I'm making fun of her, and the more I read, I realize she did what I'm saying. I'm like, I have a throw lozenge. She's like, I had a Werther's original. I have caramel lodged into my throat. Caramel is her boyfriend's name. Uh, hey now, folks. Uh, should we only be doing this a couple times a week or less? What are the long-term side effects of this kind of throat penetration? We're hoping to explore anal very soon as well. I'm comfortable with all the ways to ease into that and plan to implement what we've learned. But do I need to be concerned about long-term problems if we look, if we love it and want to do it often? This seems so ridiculous to ask, but will I ever have trouble using the bathroom or holding it in if we have anal sex often? That was a lot to share for a simple question. You know, to be honest, um, I'm not a guy who's really uh, adverse in the anal. So I don't know if it's like... You know, if you're going to need <laughs> some anal lozenges, right? You have to shove some Werther's Originals up your butt. Or like uh, turkey-based some NyQuil in there. Oh, boy. I've really taken this on a path I didn't want to. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. I mean, do you really need your throat fucked that hard? I mean, that's my question. It's like, if you, get, you, don't, you don't need some Mariah Carey raspy voice like you've been some, you know, burlesque singer for 50 years. Sound like a blue-collar secretary. Like, hey, my name's Jan. I just got throat fucked. I can't even do that voice. My throat hurts. Oh, boy. And I don't get throat fucked. Not in this life, anyway. Um, but maybe with this fanny pack, I will. Hey, that guy with that fanny pack, he looks like he needs to get throat fucked. Uh, where are we? We're at half an hour. Uh, I'm going to get out of here, folks. It's my birthday. I've earned this one. Um, I'm going bowling tonight with a bunch of friends I love, and uh, I've got a bunch of friends that can't be there. Um, I love them all. I love I love all you guys. I really do. There's no hate here. It's all fun. Uh, you know, I, I try to I try to have some uh, humor. You know, humorous spins on on these topics and shit. And I complain about the laundry here and there. But I, I I'm just fucking happy to be alive. You know what I mean? Like like life is is not is not a bad thing. It's a test. Every moment we have is just a test. Like, am I going to lose my shit over this? Am I going to let this bother me? Am I going to let throat fucking ruin my day? Well, tell me. Do you? Do you feel lucky? <laughs> okay, I've lost all of you. Um, I'm 32. I, uh, I'm in a Prius. And this is my podcast.